When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's shaking? How are you? <laughs> Good. Today is... Uh, uh, get screwed day here in Canada. If you're a homeowner or have a line of credit, the Bank of Canada is raising interest rates. I don't know how much yet. The rumor is three quarters of a percentage point, which would bring it to 3.25%. But uh, it could go to half a percent or they could screw everybody even more than they're planning to by doing it a full percentage point. Only Tiff knows and we will find out probably by the end of this podcast. Tiff, right before Tiff. Uh, ha ha. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That guy's a fucking idiot. Um, Kat, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode of After Nine. First off, I want to do a little sports. Let's talk a little baseball. Ah, huh, some sports, huh? Well, you know, the Leafs have got a rep, right? Uh, hey, if you're a Leafs fan, it's a set yourself up for disappointment. They, they always, they look good for a while and then they shit the bed and mm-hmm. they, we all know how it and goes. And this is going to be the year and then it's not. The Blue Jays, though have a slightly different strategy. They've kind of flown under the radar because most of us are Leaf fans. Uh, The Jays kind of get a pass, but they're taking us on an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. They start looking amazing, and then they completely shit the bed and lose against teams that they should be beating. And then they start winning again, which is great. And right now, they seem to be doing okay. Knock on wood. Go Jays, go. I was actually watching a bit of the game last night, and it used to be called a bench-clearing brawl. One guy wants to fight another guy, and then the whole squad piles on. You fight one, you fight all of us. I want to play for you a little bit of this audio, because I have a feeling that professional baseball players are really just wasting everybody's time. Maybe they're bored, because I would be bored sitting in the dugout that long. Yeah, sure. So maybe they're just bored, but listen to a little bit of this from Sportsnet last night. Wait a minute. Now the dugouts are clearing. And it looks like it has something to do with Baker. And is it Teoscar Hernandez being held back? Boy, where did this come from? Right as the inning came to a close, Baker walking off the field. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is in on it as well. This is a guy who was in the Blue Jay organization for a couple of years, made one appearance, and Teoscar is heated. And he might need some of his own. They might need yeah. some of his own teammates to hold on to him. Some of the Blue Jays have to make sure that Guerrero and Teoscar don't do anything they're going to regret here. Well, usually when you see that, somebody showed somebody up at the end. And I think that's what those guys are mad about. The Jays are mad about Nobody it. threw a punch. All that screwing around, nobody even threw a punch. They all run out on the field. And they all surround each other, and they're all like, oh, hold me back, yelling? hold me back. Yeah. yeah, They're they're just fucking yelling at each other and looking at each other. You know, it's kind of like, it reminds me of high school. Oh, I'm going to fight you. I'll fight you. Oh, 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 my friends are holding me back, though. Oh, you're lucky my friends are holding me back. 
Nobody even threw a punch. Do a lot of people throw punches in baseball, though? You don't see that a lot where they actually are swinging. Well, this is my point. Either do something or sit the fuck down. What yelling. Are you, what yelling. Are you, I just like yelling. Why, why are you getting up and running out to the dugout? Why are those people in the bullpen charging yeah. out of the bullpen? What, you didn't think the 25 guys on the field were enough? You had to send in the pitchers, too? I think just sitting there for so long, if, if, if my team was getting up to fight, and I knew darn well I wasn't fighting, I'd probably still get up. Let me get closer to this action. Let me get, let me get a good view of this. Let me go stretch my legs a little bit. Maybe somebody in baseball should should calm everybody down and say, okay, listen, you know, back in the day, this used to be a thing. If there was beef, you'd get two guys They'd throw down. Oh, a pitcher beamed the batter. So the batter runs out and the pitcher and the Mm -hmm. batter fight. Fine. Okay, fine. It's not really baseball, but okay, if you guys want to do that, fine. Why are the benches clearing and the dugouts running in and just pissing everybody off and wasting everybody's time for nothing? You guys did nothing. You stood there and yelled at each other. There's Teoscar Hernandez, and he looks like he really wants to go and fight. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was holding on to his elbow. If Teoscar Hernandez, a professional athlete, wanted to go and throw a punch, he absolutely could have. Guerrero wasn't, like, tackling him and holding him down. He could have gone. He didn't even want to fight. You guys are just screwing around. <laughs> sit in the goddamn dugout until the game's over. If, if, if you can't leave, then just sit there and shut up. Stop running out to the uh, field for nothing. I know the fighting rules much, much uh, better for hockey than I do for baseball. What is it if you if you physically harm somebody? I think they just throw they you, just out, throw of the you out of the game, right? And then you yeah, can do come me right, a favor. Yeah, come right back to the next one. Unless you seriously injure a person, I assume you're just like you're out for the game and whatever. You act like it didn't happen the next game. Well, I would have to assume that at some point you probably just want to get out of there anyway. Uh, go hit the yeah. showers and beat the line, and and then you can get out of there before everybody else. <laughs> First one showered, sweet. Did they win by the way? I did not watch yesterday. They lost last night. Okay. They uh, won both games of the doubleheader. They lost last night. So technically tonight is the rubber match. Go Jays. They're off to Texas where more manufactured drama happened there too. And uh, maybe it's just to try and keep TV audiences interested. I I just don't know who was watching that last night thinking, yeah, yeah, fucking right. Look at these. Look at all these guys out there on the field. No, nothing happened. They went out there and looked at each other and did a little do-si-do and then all went back to their benches with nothing accomplished except for wasting everybody's time. Yeah, it's entertaining for a moment, I guess. Is it? I, I think so. I think the entertaining part is hoping sometimes, a punch will get thrown and nobody did anything. Sometimes, depending on if the game's because sometimes the game's shit and then you're like, at least something happens. That's how I feel about hockey too. You know what? If someone attempts to throw down and we know those fights aren't the same as they used to be too, but yeah, you know, that, that makes it, it's exciting. It's, it's all part of the fun. As long as nobody gets concussed. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure that the trainers and management are very happy as long as nobody gets concussed. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, let, let's start off with this here. I actually like this. And I don't give the NDP party a whole lot of credit anymore because uh, they've kind of made themselves irrelevant. But here in Ontario, they're the official opposition. And they've got five NDP MPPs who have started what they call the two-week social assistance diet. They say they want to demonstrate the inadequacy of a 5% increase in the Ontario Disability Support Program. So what they're going to do is they're going to spend a total of $95.21 on groceries from yesterday, September the 6th, through to September the 19th. So 13 days, they've got to feed themselves on $95.21. They say that's the approximate budget for a person on ODSP or on the Ontario Works Program. 
That's a tall order. 13 days and you get $95? I don't know how you eat three meals a day or even two meals a day for 95 bucks for 13 days. Yeah, that's, I mean, did someone break that down? I'm, I'm horrible at math, but I'm wondering how much per meal that is. Oh, you want me to tell sorry, you? Sorry, I'm just, I'm sorry to ask you to do math on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I am curious because, like for me yesterday, as an example, I went out and I, I got stuff that was, not all on sale, but you know, I got like produce. I got, to, I tried to get some healthy options, but only a few things. I did not do a full shop. I did enough pretty much to last the rest of the week. And that cost me $90. And that's only what, four days of food. It, it, I just don't see someone being able to sustain that with today's prices for 13 days. $7 and 30 cents a day is their food budget. That, like $7 and 30 cents a day. Like, and I know that it's doable, but you don't get nutritious food. No. You cannot eat nutritious food. The produce is too expensive or you're buying per day. You're going to the area where it's, hey, buy this today and eat it today. That's what you're going to be forced to do on that amount of money. And for some people, maybe that would work. But a, a lot of other people ha- have other stuff to do. <laughs> they don't want to have to spend every single day doing that. And hey, if you can do it, good on you. Because that's how you can save money on the on the produce and the, and the healthier things. But look at the price of like... I mean, everything we know is expensive, but you know, I go down where the meat is, right? I'm like, okay, chicken breast, this, if, unless it's on sale, it's like, you're spending a shit ton of money Yeah. and you could try to buy frozen. That'll save you a little bit of money. It doesn't even save you that much. I just don't understand why in a country as rich as ours, in a province as rich as ours, we can't do any better than that. And I'm not criticizing the government. This is not a critique of the government because the system has been inadequate for decades For decades, people that are on disability have struggled with the money that they are given. It's always been that way. Mm -hmm. And Doug did just give them an increase. But even with the increase, it's not a ton. And I'm wondering, even if you eat two meals a day, your budget is $3.65 a meal. Yeah, think about that. I, I just... yeah. You're eating pasta and sauce. You know what I mean? Like there's things that you, but again, like where's the nutritional value? It's not going to be there. You ask a nutritionist how you do that. They're going to tell you it's damn well. And and we're supposed to be eating that way. Right. And a lot of us can't even afford to. I I have to think that a lot of this goes into um, uh, meal prep. Like if you're going to work off of a diet like that, if you've only got $95 to last you two weeks, you're going to have to stretch it out. To the biggest extent possible. If you do happen to see a deal on chicken breasts, you're going to be cutting them down the middle, and that one chicken breast yeah, is going to be two meals. That's right. If you uh, you portion that out to make sure that you don't eat more than you're supposed to in one meal. You buy a head of broccoli. Okay, well that broccoli is going to have to last you many, 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 many days, and you're probably going to have to eat it every day so that mm-hmm. you don't waste any of it by going bad. And that sort of thing. And I just don't know that we have that kind of a, a commitment to planning to be able yeah. to figure that out. I, even if you shop at the cheapest grocery store and you cut every corner possible, what happens if, oh, well, fuck this grocery shop. I ran out of cooking oil. Well, I've got to gotta suck it up and spend $7 to get more cooking oil so that I can continue to cook meals at home. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, seven, that's two days worth of food or it's a whole day's worth of food. That's two meals to buy that one thing of cooking oil. You like ketchup? Well, you better go to McDonald's and steal the packets because you can't afford to spend seven, eight bucks on any grocery shop yeah. just to put the ketchup on. You know, little things like that. It's and it's silly. so fucking frustrating. Yeah. I, is it doable? Like you said, yes. Is it nutritious? Is it healthy? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. It just can't be. And forget about splurging, you know, because we we all have those things, that, those items that we know are 
not necessary. We don't need to buy chips. We don't need to buy whatever of the extra is of your choosing. Chocolate milk might be a treat for you. Nope. You're not going to get that with that, not even coming close to getting any form of it. You're going to get enough to sustain your your diet. But again, I worry about that because that isn't enough to actually sustain a, a proper and healthy diet. And everybody deserves that. Like it just like you said, in a country this rich, everybody do, at least deserves to eat healthy if that's their choice to do so. Right? I just, uh, I, I can't believe that there's people among us who are expected to live off of that. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes me feel sick. The, knowing that I'm going to, on my way home from the podcast, I'm going to stop at the grocery store. And and I did yesterday, too. Yesterday, I did Taco Tuesday, and it was fan-fucking-tastic. But uh, that meal, just to cook, it was over 20 bucks worth yeah. of groceries just for last night. Yeah. Now, in fairness, I do have a little bit left over that I will likely repurpose for lunch. But I'm going to the grocery store again today, and I got to buy kale and spinach for my girlfriend's goddamn smoothies and i'm gonna buy (laughs) this that and the other thing and i'm not even gonna think twice i will probably drop 60 to 90 bucks today at the grocery store for food for the next few days kale and spinach on sale for those goddamn smoothies because i make those all the time for the kids too (laughs) honest to god and let me know if they're on sale anywhere i watch her make these things and she's like oh you can't even taste the kale and i'm thinking that's not the point i don't know what the hell you're doing and how do you drink kale i get that it's blended up and it's with shaved ice and all that sort of thing it, it is like a smoothie i just don't know how you can stomach yeah. it like it even smells bad to me for me I, I don't do kale as often i'll throw it in my my kids smoothies a little bit more kale and spinach spinach for me is fine like i mean it hides pretty well i actually like eating spinach though so like, do i'll I. just fry that up on the pan with oil and salt it's fucking great hmm well, uh, this ndp mpp two-week social assistance diet i think it's one that we should all pay attention to I think it's something all politicians should strive to do. I mm-hmm. think that you should be in lockstep with your population. And if we've got this many people on Ontario Works or ODSP, the Ontario Disability Support Program, is that what it is? Program? Uh, I think I think so. ODSP? Mm-hmm. Either way, if there's people expected to live off of that, then I would hope the politicians know and understand exactly what that means. And if I know uh, we've got some very compassionate and very intelligent leaders at various levels of government, and I don't think they'd be okay with this. And I'm thinking, I I follow a couple of Twitter accounts recently that uh, one of them, for example, tracks wherever our planes are going, government jets. And we've got jets that are flying all over North America. There was one of our Challenger jets yesterday, and I don't know who was on it or where they were going, but it made like four or five different stops at different airports in America, and then it went up to Winnipeg and camped out for the night. And I'm thinking... Of all places to stay, if well, you stayed over in Winnipeg. You were in Nashville, but wait, you went wait, to you Winnipeg? Ch- you chose to stay there? <laughs> but it tells you the cost of fuel for those flights, right. and just the cost of fuel. We, in, we spent like $13,000 yesterday on one of the government jets. We have no idea who was on it or where they were going or why, wow. but just fucking around. Wow. You know, we started getting some of the information released on the hospitality. Like when the governor general decided she wanted to go over and do that tour of the Middle East. Okay, well, we were spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just on catering for dignitaries. Oh, we waste so much. I mean, when you do look at it, we waste so much money. And what? that's why I never argue with something that could make a difference what we're spending money on, you know? Because some people will argue... Well, that's too much on this. Well, no, take a look at that kind of spending. Where is our priorities here? Where's the logistics person? Like, who's in charge of logistics? For for example, that flight you're talking about. Was that the best way we could do it? Could we have shaved off a little bit more? Is there someone looking at that? Could they fly commercial? Like I anything. Mean, you can fly Air Canada for 500 yeah. bucks to all those yeah. places. We spent like 
13 grand in just in fuel. So what's the solution is is the question like do you feel like everybody who's on those levels of government who we know makes good money should be doing what those NDP uh, MPPs are doing, for example, just to kind of shine a light on what the not even the average person, I suppose, but the average person struggling, like the middle class is struggling, let alone those. Yeah, I, I think that our politicians are I'm a little torn on it because I, I think some of them are very, very good at their job. And we as the taxpayers get very good value for our money. Hey, if you can get such and such running the uh, the finance department and we're getting them for 160 grand a year, I know full well that person could go into the private sector and probably make three quarters of a million as a CFO for a major company. And they likely will when they're done in politics. Right. However, uh, we get good value there. And then I look at some of these people that are screwing around and fucking the dog all the time. And they're so out of touch with their their constituents. And I just the 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 gap there is so frustrating. I actually think that we should pay our politicians more to attract the best talent. I, I think that when you look at a country or you look at a province, in a lot of ways, it's like running a major multinational corporation. Let's, if he would do it, pay Jeff Bezos $20 million a year salary, but come in and fix the problems, find the efficiencies, find savings, and he'll probably pay his own budget and then some if we let him do what he's good at doing. Then we end up with some of these assholes, career politicians that have never really been in the labor force. Mm -hmm. They've never really had to live off of, I don't know, 15,000, 16,000 a year, whatever it is that people on ODSP are getting. They've never had to live off of that because as soon as they graduated, they went into politics, they got elected and they were making 140 to 180 grand a year. Okay, well then how can you possibly relate? I'm not saying that we should cut the salaries of our our politicians. I'm saying that it would be nice if they voluntarily woke up one day and right. said, "You know what? I don't understand it because I let's use Doug Ford as an example. He makes in and around $200,000 a year." And he's very wealthy because he owns a business. I don't know if Doug Ford knows what it's like to live off of fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars a yeah. year. He was born into money, and he's always had money. And he does work hard. Absolutely, he he finds different ways to make money, and good on him. That's great. But you have to govern for everybody. And if you can't relate to this program that we're running then I don't understand how you can effectively govern. What these MPPs are doing, I hope they share the results. I hope that other politicians say, you know what? That's an interesting idea. I, too, yeah. want to experience what it's well, like to live in Canada without mm -hmm. getting $160,000 a year and a driver and a security detail and half my expenses paid and this and that and a staff and yada, yada, yada. I feel like I see that a lot more in, in lo more local government. I've seen this happen before with local um, councillors, maybe, maybe mayors. But I, I'd like to see it more on those higher levels where they are making that coin. Just to, And again, it, it isn't to bash them or anything and say, you don't know anything. But hey, I think it's good for all of us to attempt to relate to that. Yeah. You know, M even middle class listening to that. Like, could you imagine trying to do that? Try to do that on a budget. Try. See how it works. I it's not very easy right now. <laughs> no, it's not. And then, I mean, <clears throat> that's just the food. Out of the very small amount of money that they get, they've got to find housing. They've got to put sheets yeah. on their bed. They've got to uh, uh, pay all the other things that come. If they happen to have a, a mobile device of some sort, I'm sure they're not packing iPhone 12s, but if they've found something or got a hand-me-down from somebody that they can use to at least stay connected, there's a cost to that. 
the, the list goes on and on and on about monthly expenses. Everybody has got their hands in our pocket. And when you're on that much of a fixed income, and keep in mind, the reason you're on that income is because you're disabled. Mm-hmm. You just cannot go out and earn more money because you have some sort of a disability or something that's preventing you from being in the workforce. I don't understand how we can just let people live like that. It's crazy to me. Maybe the solution is uh, uh, free rent. Maybe you just get a voucher once a month and it's good for up to $1,000 a month in rent. Maybe it's, uh, uh, you know what, if you're willing to be part of the solution here, because we're very crowded in parts of Canada, even though it's a massive country, we have a relatively small population. Hey, maybe if you're willing to move to Northern Ontario, we set you up with three times the amount that you're getting right now or whatever. I just think that we need to get creative here and none of us should be able to sleep at night knowing that this is all we're doing. And then on the other side, when you think about, because I do understand there's only so much money. The taxpayers are stretched to the limit. We have no more money to give the government, even though they keep trying. Well, if we can't... uh, uh, tax people more, if we can't create new income, then we have to cut expenses. We've talked about this for decades. I really think it's time that we be able to see where our money's going. Here's an honest to God question. And and I know there's some, there's some well-connected staffers that listen to us in Ottawa and in Toronto. Where can I go to find out how many bottles of champagne the government of Canada purchased last year? Mm-hmm. How can I find out how many bottles of champagne we spent or we purchased for social events, for the governor general's flight to the Middle East, for this, that, and the other thing? Just tell me the number of champagne bottles that were spent on people who are making six-figure salaries with all kinds of expenses paid and a living allowance and a car allowance and yada, yada, yada. Oh, that number alone is going to be like insane. I'll bet you it would be insane. But something as simple as that is enough to make some taxpayers go, what the fuck are we doing here? Where are our priorities that is nobody will ever say no if if Justin Trudeau or Christian Freeland says, hey, you know what? The the head of NATO is coming over. We're going to order 50 cases of champagne and have a party. No one's going to tell Justin and Christian, no, no, you can't have the champagne. Or if you do have the champagne, it's got to be Canadian. And what? is there? And what are the budgets for those? This is the That's thing. another question I have because the other thing that always bothered me is, is the budgets in certain areas. And they will say, you know, oh, well, you know, we are um, in the red here. Or maybe, hey, we have extra money in this budget here. But apparently you can't just move it over. You know what I mean? It's not like, hey, over here in housing, we don't have enough. But over here, we have extra money. Why can't it just be as easy as, hey, let's cut corners here, there, and there because we can do that and bring it over here. Like, and, and that's all I want is an explanation. I'm not saying that I don't understand why. I'm saying make me understand why we can't do that. How much does the government of Canada spend on flights every year? How much do we spend flying people all over the country, plus their staff, plus their security, plus, 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 plus? How much money do we spend a year with Air Canada, WestJet, and Porter? How much money a year does the government of Canada spend on hotels or on apartments or condos for our elected representatives? How much money? And is anybody trying to find some efficiencies here where they can stand up and say, you know what? I figured it out. If we do this, we can save $10 million. If you take that $10 million and divide it by the number of people on ODSP, everybody's going to get an extra $1,000 a month for the next 12 months. 
And at the end of this budget cycle, we'll find more yeah. efficiencies to either keep it up or make it even better. Yeah. And again, it seems as though it's too complicated to do that. But you know, no, we have why entire ministries in this country, at least provincially and federally, that do nothing but watch the books. How can we not have simple answers to those questions when we ask them? And why can't they find any efficiencies? What is the hospitality budget for the government of Ontario? How much does the government of Ontario spend on entertaining and food and drinks and so on and so forth? How much? I just want a number. And if we said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to throw any more parties. No more lavish get-togethers. No more of this. We're not going to cater in. uh, We're not going to have Harbor 60 cater in steaks because we're having a cabinet meeting. We're going to order Tim's like most businesses do. Here's coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. If we did shit like that, How much of those savings could we pass on to programs like ODSP or Ontario Works? We have to stop leaving people behind because that's where these problems are coming from here. Could it be like one of the issues be their fear as a politician of retaliation for people who don't understand those programs? Because you know there's countless people who don't understand, who think these people are people who are lazy and won't go out and get a job and won't bother trying. Hey, you can get a job where you stay at home. I don't get it. There are those people, and they are a plenty, and they are loud. Could it be fear of retaliation in voting? For hey, we've added, you know, uh, four million. No, whatever. Make it larger. Ten million dollars to ODSP. Congratulations. That's great. Good job. And you're gonna have people saying, "Give it to these fucking bums." You know what I mean? Because there's this, there's like a lack of education there too. I think that that matters as well. Yes and, and it no. it could be a fear. I mean, I think that the vast majority of us, particularly as Canadians, I think it's in our DNA. We're compassionate people. We don't want to see anybody suffer or be left behind. No, but you see comments as well as I see comments. There's people who just, like, and these are people who don't understand. Don't get me wrong. These aren't people with educated opinions. These are people who just, well, I don't understand. Work. I fucking work. You work. And I totally right? understand that sentiment because the people who do work are subsidizing the people who don't. And let's be honest. Let's be really clear here. There are people out there committing fraud that are defrauding the yeah. system, that are taking money that they should not get. They're not entitled to it, but they've lied or they've scammed or they've done something or they're using loopholes and technicalities to continue getting a government handout. That's wrong. Those people should go to jail. If you're gaming the system like that, you should go to jail. It's fraud. But there's people with legitimate need. Mm -hmm. And it's remarkable that in 2022, we still haven't figured out an accurate, reliable method to determine which is fraud and which is legit. Or we just don't care and we just blindly throw money. I, I don't know. But if we eliminated some of the fraud, if we did create more efficiencies in the budget and just rearrange, we don't need to charge the taxpayers more. We just need to spend our money better. We could solve these problems. I mean, it's a solvable thing. We have uh, record high employment in Canada right now. Now, I'm one of the ones who believes they're, they're cooking the books. They're playing with the numbers. I don't think our employment numbers are as good, but the government needs to put everything in place to make it seem like the economy's great, and then that gives cover to the Bank of Canada to keep raising interest rates, which is what the feds want them to do. Okay, fine. Let's say, uh, even if the numbers are wrong, we still have a lot of employed people. But we have a lot of unemployed people, people that truly can't find Mm -hmm. work or people that can't actually work. And we have to look after those. We're not a country that leaves people behind. And it's crazy to me that there's people out there trying to live off of $7 a day. That, I mean, it's insane to me. I, I've, I've talked about I the, couldn't do it. I've talked I'm a about, smart guy and I couldn't fucking do it. No, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for, and then like, 
there's people who have jobs, who do have full-time jobs, and it's difficult for them to make ends meet, that are going to, you know, pantries and, and local food banks and doing all the things that they have to do to get by, who have children, you know, who are they're trying to feed. That's sad, too. I mean, it's all sad. Anytime there's children involved, this shouldn't even be an issue. Absolutely. You know, I mean, hey, there's people who come to Canada and they come to Canada because they want a, a better life or they want more opportunities or whatever. And if they come here from some of them are coming from the worst places on earth, by the mm-hmm. way, war torn countries and so on and so forth. And we accept refugees here in Canada. The refugees get a real good head start when they get here. They get a lot of their expenses paid. We put them up. We pay for their food. We do this, that, and the other thing. We train them. We educate them. All of that. What about the people who are born here that that aren't getting anywhere close to that because they're disabled or they have a, a some limitation that prevents them from working? It just doesn't make sense to me that, that we'll just leave people to fucking starve on $95 for 13 days. That's their food budget. Take out how much of that they can spend on rent. What can they possibly spend? 600 bucks a month, 650, seven max. Mm-hmm. Where do you get a place for 700 bucks a month right now? Not around here. No, maybe one room in a home filled with many other people who are renting out a room. I don't even know. There's no dignity in that. No, there's not. And it's so, the other thing that bothers me about this, and then we'll get off this because I'm sorry, I'm ranting because it really pisses me off. But, you know, if you ask anyone in the government right now, phone your local MP today. My local MP is Karina Gold. Maybe I'll phone Karina today. I, I don't have a headache yet, but I probably will after I speak to her. What are you doing about this? And she'll say, oh, that's a federal, oh, that's provincial jurisdiction. All right. Okay. So I'm on a wild goose chase trying to find it out. What if I ask, what are you doing about it though? She'll point to all the money we're spending on housing. This housing is not going to be accessible to these people. There's going to be a cost to this affordable housing. Mm -hmm. And with the money we're giving them, they still won't be able to afford it. Is there going to be any sort of a down payment on any of these new houses that we're building rapidly? Because if there is, you can count all these people out. They don't have money to save for a down payment. How do you save when your your budget for meals is three fifty a day? It's messed up. It's really messed up. I uh, I don't know how we got to this place, but for whatever reason, we're still nickel and nickel and diming these these people that are on ODSP and. I feel horrible when I see stuff like that. And yeah, to your point too, there's a lot of fraud in the system. And I think that scares people off of increasing it, but, or make it too attractive. Ooh, I want to be on ODSP. I don't know anybody that wants to be on ODSP. That should be nobody's goal. You know, it's, and people who have to do it, have to do it. And yeah, I mean, I agree that something needs to be done. Hopefully it's done sooner rather than later. And there's not a lot of empty promises if something is promised. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC couple other things that we'll get to here on this episode of After 9. You remember the other, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, it was while we were on vacation, we had a BuzzFeed article that spawned off of Reddit, and it's been updated. This was an article about cashiers judging people when oh, they make yeah. their purchases. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, for example, people who run out of money at the checkout 
and put back the healthy stuff, but keep the junk food right. in their cart. Right. That was one of the things that people got judged for. People who spend money on lottery tickets or expensive bottles of water when you could do what you could save money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Bizarre combinations. One person bought red wine, a box of douche, a can of bug spray, <laughs> and two potatoes. I feel like you're allowed in your mind to form a judgment off of that. That is so random. But there's more now. Again, these are all anonymous comments from Reddit, curated by BuzzFeed. One worker at a boba place said she was grossed out when people combine too many flavors, like oh. rainbow fruit jelly on a hot chai latte. Ooh. Who would do that? Ooh. A worker at a sandwich place was upset by a person who didn't get enough flavors. A customer would come in every day and order a bunch of roast beef sandwiches on rye with nothing else. Nothing on it. Just the beef and the bread. No sauce, no nothing. I don't know how you eat roast beef on rye with nothing else. Like no mayo, no mustard, not a tomato or a cucumber slice, nothing? Really? (laughs) Just beef on bread. A jug of water eating that, you know? That's messed up. Uh, a worker from a Spencer's store. They still have those. Spencer's. What is that? What is Spencer's? Spencer's is, uh, it used to be somewhat of a department store, but I feel like it was UK influenced and it was Ah. in the malls here. In any case, um, a worker from one of those stores said they judge people for buying witchcraft spell books. Witchcraft spell books. But what if they're buying it as a... No, nobody buys that as a joke, do they? I don't think so. I think these are people that think... That do it. I've tried everything else. I might as well go to witchcraft. Yeah. I do, I'm trying to think if I've ever been like judgy at any place that I worked in, the, in my past life, in my past lives, working at different places. Like gift, I've worked at the gift shop. I worked at African Lion Safari before. I mean, I saw, I've seen some shit, but I don't think I've ever been to the point where I've been like super judgy. And, and I've worked in a restaurant where people have ordered weird shit. I order, or I worked in clubs for a long time, and I say I saw a lot of people do a lot of dumb things oh, over yeah, the years. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that's probably the extent of my limitation. I mean, I judge people who uh, continuously come back to a radio booth to get free shit. Oh, yeah, and pretend like they weren't there like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah, you just came and got a T-shirt. Yeah, I want a T-shirt. No, you, no, no, we just gave you one a few minutes ago. That wasn't me. I want a free T-shirt. They're free, right? I want one. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Just because it's free, you want it? Like, do you actually want a keychain yeah, with the radio station's with logo it? on yeah. it? If you really do, fine. But I don't think you ever even heard of this radio station. So I don't know why you would yeah. want a keychain from Give it. Give me the bumper stickers. You, are you going to put it on your car? No, I don't have a car. I just want the bumper stickers. Exactly. Just because it's free. Well, you're they... going to put it somewhere? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just want them. It's free. An overnight worker at a convenience store said someone would come in every night to get a red-hot beef burrito and a 16-ounce jug of half-and-half. A burrito and a jug of half-and-half. Half milk, half cream. What do you need that for? I don't know if they just go through a lot of coffee. Oh, or maybe they're drinking the half-and-half. I mean, half. Maybe they're have, aggressively trying to put on weight. When you, have, when you do have something hot and spicy, you are supposed to down it with milk. But half and half is not it. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe they can't read. <laughs> Maybe you should help them out. This is not milk. This is for your coffee. Oh, this is an interesting one. This cashier says they've judged people for 
coming into their store with their young babies during terrible snowstorms to get non-essential items. Oh. Imagine that. You're you're in the midst of a horrible Canadian snowstorm and there's a couple centimeters on the ground and 10 more on the way and you roll into I don't know, home sense with your little one to go and look around at the different art decor that's available. A total non-essential purchase during a storm? Yeah, I could see that being a judgy thing. I mean, I judge. I might actually do that too. I the, the thing is I get what it's like, though, when you've got little kids and you've got nothing, like you have to fill the days. Yeah, I might do that, too. I might do that, too. You got you to gotta fill the days and keep busy. On a snowstorm day? No, but that's what I mean. In the middle of a storm, no. But any other time, yeah. It's just lightly snowing. Like, pfft. I've judged people, though. Uh, I've judged moms, like, having their kids. Once I saw a mom with a baby in a Walmart cart, and I don't mean in a car seat. I mean, she put the baby inside the Walmart cart. And just laid the kid down and gave the baby a bottle. Really? Yeah. I was like, do I call protective services? Like, like did she at least put bad. like a blanket or a There was, down? I think, a coat, like a coat under the baby. Uh, but this was like an infant that you should be holding with, for the bottle. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Someone who works at a pet store said the employee keeps tabs on customers who buy cheap little tanks for their betta fish. And then question them if they return to buy another betta fish. As in... I know the tank you've got at home. It's not big enough for two. What are you doing trying yeah. to buy another one? And those are the ones that fight each other and like kill each other if they're in the same area, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when you put them in a small tank, it's like being in the octagon in the UFC. I mean, there's nowhere to go but against each other. There's no way in hell I would have been able to work at a pet store. In the day when you could go to a mall, literally look at it. Uh, it didn't even happen that long ago. Was it like five, 10 years ago? Maybe less? Where you could walk through a mall... Sorry. Look at it. <laughs> Sorry. Stop clicking. Where you could walk through a mall, look through glass, and be like, I'll take that puppy there. There's no way I could ever be like, okay, stranger at, in the mall, here's this puppy. And also, what the fuck? Where did these puppies come from? Like, could you imagine? Yeah. Like, that was very common. Let's just walk in and, and buy a j- couple gerbils. Who are these people buying the gerbils? What are you going to do to the gerbils? Where did these gerbils come from? Why are these pu- why are these puppies just being picked up in a mall? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. There's a whole fucking song about it. How much <laughs> is that exactly. dog in the wind? But that's messed up. I feel like that was a time where, I guess it was more normalized. But for me, it was never normal. I never thought it was normal to just walk by and be like, I'd take a puppy. I do kind of like what PetSmart does. I'm actually not a fan that's of PetSmart. That's different though. That's an adoption situation. You're that's right. That's totally different. I'm talking about a thing full of like 15 puppies in a front window. Where do they go at night? Nobody fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Are they just sitting there all night? Lonely? Like this is what used to happen. All Sad, the animals in there. Yeah. And they were just for sale. These, this wasn't an adoption program. This wasn't anything like that, which, which those stores now, I think that's here in Ontario, if I'm not mistaken, they ban the sale of puppies in, in pet stores. So these have to be adopted, certain animals, I should say. But I think it's dogs and cats. I want to say dogs and cats or something like that. Well, basically, they use it as a one-stop shop to promote the local humane society. If you go into PetSmart and you want to buy a kitty cat or something like that, it'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, this cat is available at the... Uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, yeah. Stratford, Perth, Humane Society, and we can do the adoption on their your, their behalf, but you have to fill out the application and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, totally different. That, I kind of like the fact that they're drawing attention to adoption. Yeah. One more. A grocery worker says, everyone buys bananas. They say, it's a pack of ground beef and bananas, paper plates and bananas. Doesn't matter what they bought, it always 
comes with bananas. Maybe they just always maybe they just really like snacking on bananas. It's probably because bananas are one of the cheapest things you can get at the grocery That's store. That's true. That still remains at like you can get that on sale for fifty five, fifty eight cents uh, a pound still. But how is okay? But are, so why is that? You know what I bought yesterday. Bananas? Yeah. So I bought bananas, and and I, bananas are ones that I'll even splurge and buy the organic brand because they're like 99 cents yeah. a pound as opposed to 79 cents a pound. And I think, ah, oh, for 20 cents, I'll do something a little healthier for my body. No problem at all. How is it that those bananas that are being imported from like Argentina or Costa Rica or something like that are still at 59 cents? They haven't gone up. But the head of cauliflower that was grown like 20 minutes from here has gone up to double the price that it used to be. And never mind, some Ontario, a lot of Ontario grown stuff, like the apples. Sometimes the apples are outrageous. I'm like, well, how am I, how am I paying $3 for two apples? Like, <laughs> more, actually, like $5 for some of them, depending on what kind of apple it is. It doesn't make any sense, Kat. Kids, you're not eating apples this week. This is fucking outrageous. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. It's applesauce. It's on sale. Fruit stations. One ninety nine, I get six packs. That's what you're eating. <laughs> We're low on time, so I'm going to blow through just a couple of quick stories here. The electronic cigarette maker Juul has to pay $440 million to settle a two-year investigation by 33 states into the marketing of the high nicotine vaping products, which have been blamed for sparking a national surge in teen vaping. Connecticut's Attorney General announced the deal yesterday on behalf of the states, plus Puerto Rico, which joined together in 2020 to probe Juul's early promotions and claims about the safety and benefits of their Mm e-cigarettes as a smoking alternative. I actually have a problem with shit like this. I don't understand why Juul has to pay out $440 million. The taxpayers, sorry, the elected officials allowed this to happen. They were on sale. This was an approved product that people could go in and buy. There were rules in place to prevent young people from getting at them. Frankly, if it was restricted to adults only. And yes, it actually does work as a smoking, a cigarette smoking alternative for some people. I really don't understand how Juul ended up having to pay $440 million because teenagers got into them. Isn't that the responsibility of police sorry, law enforcement and government to make sure that that doesn't happen? How is that Jules' fault that teenagers started vaping? Is it just the claim, though? Are, are they not the ones that made the claim that this is better for you than smoking? I frankly don't see how it's not but, better but than But is smoking. that true? Did they make a claim that it's better for you than smoking? They claimed it was an alternative to smoking, a safer alternative A safer. To see, that's key. You can't just go around like willy-nilly claiming that your product is better for you than another or that it's good without the proper research. Well, I mean, when I look at the contents of what's in a cigarette and then I look at the contents of what's in a vape pod, it's vastly different when it comes to chemical composition. Vastly sure, different. Sure, but you also don't have enough research to you can't claim it. You can't just say, yeah, it's probably because when you look at the ingredients, you should have to. There should be responsibility there, I think. I'm not saying it's worth that much money, but I don't know. I got nothing in the racer. I don't smoke. I don't vape. I, th- I think like, I don't like, like the people who go walk around vaping all the time. I just don't get it. If that's you, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I, I know two different people that have switched to vapes from smoking cigarettes uh-huh. and they say it wouldn't have been possible to stop smoking cigarettes without the vape. So but, there is some validity there. 
I don't know how don't they settled know. on four hundred and forty million dollars. I don't know either. I'm not sure where that number came from. Again, I I don't know. I probably don't know enough about it. But if you if you there are some health concerns still with vaping are there not that are being oh, researched it's not good for it's you. not good for you that's no. the thing so i don't understand the people it's less bad for you but I, it's that's, not good that's for the thing you. is i don't understand the people who are going around doing it constantly thinking that i, I mean again I, I i don't know so i i don't know i i just i just i don't get it i just don't get it the government also took the tax money on it and i guess that's what i have a problem with well they could put that into the food crisis well you know bob's I mean, your uncle we, we do it with <laughs> cigarettes right i mean cigarettes are heavily 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 restricted the people on odsp <laughs> use that money for that great and they keep taking the See, money why can't we just do that i don't know let's just Kat. sue companies who are irresponsible and give that money to people who need it sure sure fuck them although i personally <laughs> i personally am not gonna go out there and say jewel was irresponsible because i think that they probably ran this through a pretty serious vetting process before they went to any marketing at all and to now come back after, I mean, I don't know if people are still smoking jewels. They were real popular for a while. I don't know if they still are or not. I don't vape. But, I mean, to come back at them now and say, well, you owe us half a billion dollars. Thanks. You have it to seems be weird so, to me. And this is the, this, you have to be so careful in business, don't you? Because that's, that's what it is. It's a business. And like any other business, you have to be responsible. And like, this is why it kind of, it would scare me to try to run a business of this size because you have to be so careful about the way you say things, the way you market things, the licensing, and you could get sued next thing you know. What else do I want to talk about here? Oh, the, uh, (laughs) um, where we do our radio show, Kitchener Waterloo. There's the university district. We've got two universities. They're basically beside each other and a college all in this town. It's Conestoga, University of Waterloo, Wilfrid Laurier. There's one street that has basically become party central. It's called Ezra Street. It is most popular homecoming weekend and St. Paddy's Day weekend. The party that they throw on Ezra Street every year for St. Paddy's Day is legendary. But the community's in an uproar because they decided to throw a party on Monday night, Labor Day. And a bunch of cars got damaged and two people got hurt and they left behind a big mess and the city is Quite concerned that they had to bring in a street sweeper to get rid of the debris and and, and leftover garbage. Horrible that they littered. Horrible that they did that. Hopefully, there will be more garbages along Ezra Street and that people will use them going forward. I don't understand what people are upset about here, though. Sorry, I get why they're, they're upset. I don't think anybody should be surprised that this happened. We locked those students up for two fucking years. Mm-hmm. Two years and kept taking their money without giving them the product that they were paying for. Now the restrictions are loosened. They can finally move into res and have a normal university experience. You guys didn't think there was going to be a big party on move-in weekend? Are you serious? You didn't see that coming? You know what? Because I kind of figured this was going to happen. You know I said to... that a year ago that it was going to happen. You know what we need to have is like a 21 dr- Jump Street, like undercover situation. Like the region, the region's police. And you know what? If this is an issue in other areas, please let us know. I don't know. Like I know this of Waterloo because I've grown, I, we, I've, we've grown up here, right? So we understand. I get it. Ezra, you, that's all you have to say. Ezra, oh, it was a party. It got out of control. Everybody knows that's what happens. But it's usually like St. Patrick's Day. That's a big one. Yes, sometimes the frosh weeks and whatnot too. But this was a bigger one than, than they were expecting, probably for those reasons, Scott. But what we need to have is like a 21 Jump Street situation. Let's bring in a couple of undercovers that are young enough to look the age of freshmen and keep them there to know because you know that everybody was texting each other or something 
and that way you at least can help set up. I'm not saying you get anybody in trouble for anything, but you can at least be prepared. What about that? Well, you know, it's funny, though, because I hear these officials. And if it's Channing Tatum, okay, bring in Channing Tatum. (laughs) All right. They keep calling it a, a large, unsanctioned gathering. If they had gone and applied for a permit, would this be an issue? Would we even be discussing it if there was a permit? And and I'm also wondering, would you have approved the permit? If you had like five or ten university students walk in and say, hey, you guys fucked us for two years. We're finally ready to let her rip. We're all moved into res and school starts tomorrow. We want to have a party. Give us a permit. Mm -hmm. Would you actually have given them the permit? Because that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hey, listen, the party's going to find a way to happen. And and if you guys want to be part of the the solution and make sure that these things are safe and orderly, you've probably got to ask yourselves. Would you have approved the permit? Because I have a feeling they didn't ask because they knew what the answer was going to be. Yeah, that's quite possible, too. I don't know. But I just know that this is this upcoming St. Patrick's Day, which is many, many months away. But still, it's going to be one for the books. I just have a feeling. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe not in a good way. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. H- homecoming is going to be just a, and homecoming, a, an absolute sure, mess sure. as well. You never know, though. I mean, this is also the beginning. This is before everybody gets to class and stuff. So people really didn't have too much on their minds other than, okay, I'm going to start. So let me get this out of my system now before I start studying hard. <laughs> Maybe that's just what I think, right? That's what I hope. Before we wrap it up, let's go full circle. They did it. The Bank of Canada has hiked interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point. Okay. And they are already anticipating another increase later this year. Wow. What they're doing, Kat, what they're doing, it's so irresponsible. Uh, I... I, I can't even with these people anymore. I'll, I'll just say Tiff Macklem should be fired. They should just fire them all and start over again. Put somebody competent in charge. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After Nine. Bye bye. Well, after two failed attempts to launch their new moon rocket, NASA has postponed the mission until at least next month. Now, even more annoying, they still texted the moon there in 15. New footage of the Titanic wreckage was recently released in the highest screen resolution currently available. They zoomed in as far as they could, and bad news, you guys, no survivors. <laughs> hey, guys, I read that uh, an E. coli outbreak linked to the lettuce at Wendy's has now spread to six different states and sickened 97 people. Ooh, yeah, meanwhile, Chipotle heard that and was like, 97, please, we do that in a day. <laughs> The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine Podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.